Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. What's happening, weirdos? A uh, wonderful live episode from Austin. Always have a great time in Austin, and thank you so much to everybody that came out. Uh, TJ is at the end. We got Emily Heller, Kate Berlant, and uh, a song even from one of my absolute favorite people, David O'Doherty, and just an all-around fun time. No ad. This is just a bonus episode uh, because uh, because that's fun, first of all. And secondly, Noel Gallagher was only an hour, so here we are, making up for it and rounding out the uh, two-plus-hour habit that we've all acquired. Uh, here's some uh, tour dates coming up. These are all just stand-up dates. I hope you can make it. I'm just going to say the cities to keep it quick. Tickets and all that are at PeteHolmes.com. West Palm Beach is coming up in Florida. Then we have a live You Made It Weird in San Diego, a live You Made It Weird in Montreal, as well as some stand-up dates in Montreal. Houston, followed by Dallas, followed by West Valley City in Utah, Hope you guys can make it out to those. There should be some more stuff being added very soon. I believe Toronto is going to be added. I believe San Francisco for the uh, Outside Lands. Is that it? Outside Lands? Sketchback. No. The other one. Oh. I think it's Outside Lands. Yeah, that's not Valerie's here. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, get into it. And, uh, yeah, all that. Enjoy and... uh, All right. (laughs) Oh, tour, uh, I should end by saying tour dates, PeteHolmes.com. New t-shirts also at PeteHolmes.com. And uh, enjoy. All right. Goodbye. Is it oh, man. Bad start. <laughs> or great start. Hello, everyone. Thanks for coming to a 7 p.m. show. This is my kind of show. I did a midnight show last night. I'm not a... Well, yeah. Thanks for being there, too. I don't really feel like a midnight kind of guy. That was a little late. This is more my speed. I'm going to get light dinner after this. (laughs) Some white wine. I just feel more at home at the 7 p.m. hour. Is anybody else really excited that it's, like, early... I can't believe you are. That makes me so happy. Well, I really hope this goes well, you know? Like, I'm backstage, and I'm trying to identify how I'm feeling, and I'm like, oh, I'm just like, like, your brain's so dumb. It's like, I hope it goes well. (laughs) I really do. So, are there any uh, questions before we start? Getting a little feedback on the mic. How about from the audience? (laughs) I was going to open the show because I taped my special here. Was anybody here for Nice Try the Devil? Yeah. I miss those jokes. I think it's stupid we can't do those. Like, I want to tell a joke from that special, and it's about my mom referring to the singer Celine Dion as Salon Dijon. I know you know it. I just miss it. Salon Dijon. We'll figure it out. Just turn it off. Hello? We should have done a sound check. It's off now. It is? Oh, you cut the monitors. Nice. Oh, you can still hear me. So that was very confusing for you. 
Because I kept being the same volume, and I'm like, what's happening? And you're like, what happens after she said Salon Dijon? I just missed that joke so bad. Anyway, are there any questions? You don't, they don't have to be a good question. If I was in the audience, I'd be tense. Yeah. Yeah. Jared Leto's Joker, I thought it was weird that he has tattoos that like a really big Joker fan would get. <laughs> it's like the Joker is aware that he's like, I'm the Joker, give me some Joker, like kind of tattoos. You know, like maybe ha 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 ha, you know, put in like that Joker font because I'm the Joker. <laughs> Uh, so that's a little bizarre. And his teeth look scary. I didn't look at it for too long because I was like going to bed and I was like, I don't want him making a cameo. I always look at Facebook before bed too. And, uh, and then just people from high school just always just show up for no reason. Like, hi, it's me, Lily. I'm like, Shh, why are you? Oh, fuck Facebook. Right. Is that a home phone that somebody, did you hear that? Did somebody bring a phone from Mad Men? Is someone transcribing this on a typewriter in the back? And they're like, fuck, I forgot to... You can't turn the ringer off, it's a phone. <laughs> the idea of... Tr- Imagine going back in time and buying a phone, and you're like, how do I turn the ringer off? They're like, why the fuck would you want to do that? Why would you want it to stop being a phone? <laughs> You'll see. Or he's really old, and you're like, you'll never know. <laughs> Death. Death, death riffs, riffs about death. Um, and he would, see, that was a fine question. Yeah. Hello. What am I going to do when Mad Men's over? The same thing I'm doing right now, constantly rewatch Mad Men. <laughs> I'm a big seasons one through three fan. I, I don't think it like uh, jumped the shark or anything. I still think it's a phenomenal show. But once they realized that John Hamm was really funny, like he did SNL and he did uh, Bridesmaids and all that stuff, I felt like the show started kind of like, uh, being funny in a different way. Like, I find the first three seasons less funny. And I guess that's what I'm looking for. I am a jovial, silly, silly fun boy. But when I, wa- <laughs> when I watch movies and TV, I'm like, let's see the other side. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I don't necessarily need it to be so funny. And I, somebody just told me that that's when they started uh, shooting digital, too. I don't know. Does that mean anything to anybody? Like, the first three seasons were film, and I really liked the way they look. And then I, I couldn't quite put my finger on it. But then they started shooting digital. And I'm like, everything's brighter. Everything's so bright. That's all I could think of. Any other questions that will lead to ramblings about film versus digital? Yeah. Sure. Oh, thanks, man. I'm going to say in the blind, yeah. (laughs) With no follow-up questions, I will drive with you to work anytime. How long is the commute? Hour 15, that was my, you know, I set that as a, as a limit in my head. So you're just, you're just on there. I still will go. <laughs> Anybody else want me to drive with them somewhere? Yes, in the back. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that's really, that's, that's very, very kind of you. I'm realizing that maybe on the podcast you can't hear these questions, so I will repeat just that one. Pete, I feel like your set last night was really, really strong. <laughs> Are you planning a new album? Uh, yes, I am. I'm trying, to, uh, I'm trying to sell a TV show, and if I sold it, let, you know, hypothetically, to uh, CBS, <laughs> I would want to do my... 
on, on CBS. You know what I'm saying? So I'm kind of waiting to see what happens with that. But I'm really, really itching to record this special, and I'm really excited that you're excited. So I hope you like it when it comes out. Anyone? No? No? Ken and Austin. Yes. <laughs> I, can't, I can't be held to that. I don't know. I don't even know. Uh, it depends because I, you just saw that material and that's a consideration. Like you'd have to see it again, see it again. So maybe. I love Austin. You, you'd be okay with that? It's very, very sweet of you. Any more praise or general? <laughs> yeah. What is Val Kilmer... Think of me being the lesbian version of him. I have reached out to Val Kilmer in every way that I can. And I'm like, we should do something where I'm like your weird, disappointing son. (laughs) And I just want to eat hoagies and like, I don't like anything sporty or horses, you know, things that Val Kilmer likes. And uh, I've heard that he's aware of me, but he, 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 uh, that's the end of it. He's just like, tell the kid I'm aware of him. And then he like got on like a windsurfing board. Is that what you call that, a windsurfing board? Anyway, that's a fine question. One more. We can do one more. We can bring out a guest. Yeah. Oh. Oh, Wow. It's funny because you're on a podcast where I ask people the hardest time they've ever laughed and you answered in a question on the... (laughs) If you were there when I... He's referring to a joke. We were talking about soda and how bad soda is for you and how it's sparkly and it's magical. And then I said, soda is magic. It will make your foot disappear. (laughs) That's not a bad joke. Uh, maybe I'll use it. Thank you. I'm, I'm so glad that made you laugh so hard. Are you guys ready uh, to bring out some guests? Thank you so much, Austin. It really means a lot. Let's re- I, you can tell by, by the tiny, tiny keyboard who it is. It's my good friend. He's been on the podcast. You love him. David O'Darty. Hi, David. Let's sit down. Um, you know the way you're the uh, disappointed son of Val Kilmer, etc. I've been, uh, in my two days in Austin, I have been Chris O'Dowded twice. Uh, Chris O'Dowd is much more famous than me. He's just a sort of upgrade on me. He's an Irish actor. He's also in Bridesmaids. He's terribly funny. And everything's going great for him. Now... The worst one was yesterday where the dudes... Uh, Just switching mics. The dudes got me to be at work. Will you be in a photo with us? So I presume they'd been to one of my shows here. I'm like, absolutely. So I'm in a photo. And then just after the photo, it's all shake hands. And it's like, dude, Chris O'Dowd, you rule. And then, like, I love you in IT crowd, but she loves you in Bridesmaids. Woo! So, so it's too late for me. The photo has been captured. So they're going to show it to someone who's going to be like, that's... This is just some asshole who goes around pretending to be Chris O'Dowd. I don't think uh, you guys... Why does your mic sound so much better than mine? I've got a kit. I've got... Oh, this one? Uh, the... Ah, uh, he's just holding it like a magic ice cream. I see Rizzo. got an ice cream going, what do I do? In this... Can this microphone be turned? Yeah, this I mean, one doesn't sound as good. I... 
it's better than this. Well, this one's not working at all. I so mean, I agree with you that this one's better, but I hear the booming like voice of David O'Doherty, and I have microphone envy. That's what that's Freud's called about. Ireland. That's eight hundred years of oppression gives you this voice. <laughs> the, uh, should we try the other mics then? No, I'm just going to stick ones? with this one. I mean, that sounds fine to me. It is does. There, is there a noticeable difference in our guest to do a famous line from a movie, and we'll both do it and see who's got more gravitas? Yeah. Okay, we'll do ones of our choice. Okay. Okay? I'll go first. Go ahead. If it's get off my plane, I'm going to shit. <laughs> We're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> he didn't even try for gravitas. <laughs> I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to have less gravitas. Okay, for a really significant line from a film that we love. Yeah, oh, not that one. I can't. Oh no, you can do that one if you want. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Give me the, my music cue. Oh. I mean, I could really ruin you by giving it a medieval vibe. Check it. <laughs> okay. So you have to deliver. We're gonna need a bigger boat in some style of Middle English. Okay. It's fun to be silly with friends. It's fun to be silly with friends. That's how long that song is. <laughs> Mozart actually wrote that song, and he didn't realize it was called It's Fun to Be Silly with Friends. <laughs> if you told Mozart that he's a keyboard demo button, <laughs> you're just like, you know what we're going to do with this masterpiece? A big, bright yellow button on a keyboard to help it sell at sharper image. That, I always feel that because very often I like jazz a lot and very often you're in like Starbucks and Miles Davis kind of blue is playing which is a man like opening his soul to the world yep. and people are just like <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he thought about that when he was uh... Miles Davis uh, was a scary man wasn't he? Um, he's a very interesting man because he kept just changing the thing he did every few years and I mean he's interesting so my father's a jazz musician so what I always think of is Coltrane had this massive hit record in 59 kind of blue and then completely changed his style where he went to just playing it's called sheets of sound where you play hundreds and hundreds of notes and got booed off stage every night for two years uh, having been one of the most popular tenor sax players in the world and whenever well one time I was dying at a gig uh, a two-half gig, and I'd died for 45 minutes. And I rang my dad, and I said, <laughs> Dad, I need some advice from your worldly jazz knowledge. Uh, it's going really badly tonight. What do you do? And all he could think to say was, well, Coltrane died every night for two years. And like, oh, great, two more years of this <laughs> bullshit to go. <laughs> do you like the, the, all the stuff? Yeah, I like... Uh, well, That's my follow-up question. It's very... I, I like the idea that I'm sitting... To the listeners, I'm sitting here with this shitty Yamaha Portasound PSS 260 on my lap. And it's now like I'm going to demonstrate what John Coltrane did 
on probably the most disrespectful possible instrument <laughs> you can possibly do. So here's sa- here, this <laughs> is saxophone. I mean, it's like the ghost of Coltrane has just walked into <laughs> this building. <laughs> The uh, yeah, I do. I just the like, idea of a man with a saxophone blowing into it, and it makes that sound. The, and then he just promptly jumps out the window. <laughs> See, that's for, so there's saxophone, but this is trumpet. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew they were so similar? Uh, why not just put trombone in the same category? You could sell this for more money. You got the oboe. You see, it's it's a very different kind of vibe. It's got some good stuff on it. Look, if you put disco beat on, okay, so you get this party going right here. And then we go synth stand here. You get this. (laughs) Which is the theme from Knight Rider, which (laughs) is another tune John Coltrane wrote and never took credit. No, I'm joking. That would have been (laughs) music by John Coltrane. Brackets, the late... It's like when they, you hear about Paul Thomas Anderson might be doing like adult films. I don't know if you've ever heard oh, that. Oh, really? Rumor. Is that a rumor? Oh, yeah, because cool he wants to make. <laughs> it is a cool rumor, but you know, not in them. It's not that kind of rumor. He's directing them. I always wanted those rumors about. Like I always, there was one guy in my school. There was a rumor that he was a black belt in karate. And there was nothing to back this up whatsoever. <laughs> but some, like it's a genius rumor just to get out about yourself. No one ever messed with him because he could snap you in half. I once saw him throw a car into a river. Uh, That's a great rumor. <laughs> I miss those days where a rumor wasn't uh, substantiated in any way. He just kind of had a haircut. That looks like a kung fu haircut. You the, know what I mean? The, um, I apologize if uh, we, we've spoken about this before, but this is my all-time favorite karate the, the guy, Sam Simmons, an amazing Aussie comedian who's living here now, used to be in charge of the lions, the lion enclosure in Melbourne Zoo. They've had three break-ins ever into the lion enclosure, which is one of the Southern Hemisphere's greatest lion enclosures. <laughs> uh, they had uh, a guy's, the same guy's broken in twice, and he reads Daniel in the lion's den from the Bible to the lions. And... <laughs> By complete fluke, they haven't eaten them both times. Once, they just, I think once a year, they throw in like a deer, and the lion's just like, and they don't eat for three days afterwards. Oh. And the other time, someone had just given birth, and everyone, no one was horny or hungry, so. Oh, you're saying he went and read the Bible, yeah, he like, the Bible. close after the deer. To them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the other guy. But he thought it was a miracle, probably. Yes. He, or I don't know, what, what does he think? He thinks it's a miracle. I think the lions are going to sit up and go like, cool, this story's about us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wake up, we're in this one. <laughs> what happens next? Do we win? That's a terrible story to read uh, lions. They lose. It is. Do they? They don't get them. Well, oh, It wouldn't be in the Bible if it was like, and then the Lord let Daniel die. <laughs> <laughs> the end. And that's how life is sometimes. <laughs> the other... Uh, the other uh, break into the Melbourne Lion enclosure was a karate black belt man broke in, and in the court, whatever uh, deposition that followed his inevitable death, was the sensei of his dojo went in and just what he said was, "No, all I said to him was, "You were so good at karate, you could fight a lion." <laughs> 
And, and he, he was like... He climbed oh, in in the middle oh, of the night. Oh, no. So when they went back the next morning, the body had been completely... Like, so the lions just thought, ah, oh, cool, the zoo's <laughs> given us a treat. <laughs> this one's not reading. <laughs> he has no holy scripture to protect him. And they, um, yeah, so they, the lions completely had cleared his entire skeleton. Apparently they leave the face because it's just too fiddly. And you send a message. You've got, <laughs> you send a message to other people. We'll leave the face so his wife can see. <laughs> Poor lions. I mean, our lion characters. I was playing the lions just as more happy idiots. Like, ooh, ooh. Yeah. They've gone a real sinister turn with your lions. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put terror into their hearts for generations. <laughs> Mine are like, I'm a lion. <laughs> I have been picturing orcs this whole time. The I want to know if you got a few hits in. Yeah, that, I mean, that's what you want to know. Of course. How long? You just imagine all the lions like this. <laughs> and the lions are like, oh, we're so scared. What if one of them kind of let them win a little yeah. bit? Oh. Oh. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> ah! But Sensei said... They don't have a camera on the lion's den? And if no, why don't they have a camera on the Interruption. Idea yeah. for our movie, uh, uh, Sensei and Sensibility, which is <laughs> we go back as karate masters to Jane Austen times and kick the shit out of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just not sure if I should marry Mr. Darcy. Here's what I think. <laughs> Smack. <laughs> Crush. We need to get Jane Austen to a male audience. <laughs> How do we do it? Do you like fight movies? The uh, Jane Austen uh, was born here, and that's that's where her name comes from. And <laughs> the she moved. Uh, uh, the, uh, that's an example of a piece of it already improvisation that I've just given up on. Like it's terrible. <laughs> I can see it's not going anywhere. Really, David Jane Austen was born here, and they named the fucking town after her. <laughs> You're correct. All of those faces you have right now. Are, you're right to kill my creativity in this time. Uh, no, I hate fight movies. I don't like movies with any tension. I can't watch hidden camera, TV shows. I don't like practical jokes. Yeah, I just, How is that a joke? I just, I, and I can't handle movies that are based on actual events anymore. Like yeah. the Turing one, fuck off. The Stephen Hawking one. Uh, These should be documentaries. If you want to make a good documentary, we can make feature length. Do- Uh-oh, 5 <laughs> There was uh, sound of cops outside to the listeners there. I just thought it would up my uh, toughness yeah. if I would just show an instinctive fear of them. It was, it was a bit like this. That's me simulating the sound of the popo using the Yamaha Porta sound. Which is exactly how it sounds in every country, Jason Bourne. <laughs> Did the mic cut out on my punchline? Yeah. It's, no. Oh, I, I, it might have a tiny bit, but no. it's, it's okay. I was it's fl- only the Google headquarters we're in. There's nothing to worry about. Re Snowden. <laughs> <laughs> the scariest bit in that Snowden documentary. Did you see the Snowden documentary? There's, there's a part where, because you, you, know, you were talking earlier about someone having a real phone in yeah. the audience. Yeah. Did you see that Snowden no. documentary, Citizen Four? There's a part in it where him and Greenwald are talking in the hotel room. And suddenly, Snowden stops talking and just looks over at, like, a normal telephone sitting there that's hung up on the handset. And he goes, 
we, we can't talk. They can hear through telephones yeah. that are hung up. And that is the most frightening, because that just opens the door to, they can hear through, like, turnips. You know, uh, they've hacked vegetables. Reroute the vegetable encryptions. That's crossed my mind while, while, while jerking it. <laughs> and you look on the laptop, and it's got that little camera pointing at you, and I'm like, eh, fucking enjoy. <laughs> if anything, you go the other way. You just sexify <laughs> them for the, for the benefit of the The entire, FBI? Yeah. <laughs> You're in Times Square on a huge, big screen. Ooh, ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't aim for the laptop. I aim for the lap. <laughs> Splodge is a nice way of putting it. Like diddle. You say diddle. I like for, saying for diddle. For the sexy act as well. But diddle usually means like something like sketchy. Oh, like you don't go like, my first date was great. We diddled each other. <laughs> you wouldn't say that. You would say like, you know. Can we diddle? That is instant runaway. Hey, run away. <laughs> hey, diddle diddle, the cat and the fiddle. Because the fiddle there is implying that, whereas the diddle is implying that. So what we've unearthed is a whole sexy new kind of nursery rhymes right there. I think there might be a new mic for you coming oh. up. Uh, my, mine's been tipping a little bit Hello? as well, but oh. I, just, I just plowed on through it. You my, did. Thank you. With my uh, oh, there it did, it did it again. Maybe we're maybe we were magnetic or something like that. Yeah, well, yeah, there are magnets inside of us. Are there actually magnets inside of us? Yeah, they did a study where they showed people can find uh, north and south with their blindfold and stuff, like birds. Birds have magnets too. Get out of here! Yeah, that's how they put birds in a box, and they all started hopping, you know, to the south or wherever birds want to go. Then they put them in a box that blocks magnetic activity, and they couldn't find it. What? Yeah, who man. thinks that? With a, from a show, with a show of hands, who thinks that's true? Because his eyes, I didn't see truth in those. So we've got, I'm going to say 5% of the audience think that's true. And it's my show. Oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry. It's like, that's bad numbers. I was told that that's true. But what is true, David? Uh, well, I uh, have written two books of made-up facts about animals. So I'm the one who specializes. If a panda gets struck by lightning, its black hair turns white and its white hair turns black, and they are known as negative pandas. <laughs> but, whoa, if it gets hit by lightning a second time, it reverts back to its original colors, and they're called either double negative pandas or just pandas. So... <laughs> I spent a year working on that book with Claudio Dardy of just thinking of fake, silly, silly facts the whole time. Fake facts. Yeah. And then you had to like make sure they were good enough. Is this fake fact good enough to make the book? You want to look at the Amazon reviews of it. It's they are five star or one star. There's people... Like, the cover photo is a panda working on the stock exchange. Right? How could you not? Or a shark jumping through a... Like a great white jumping through a hoop at SeaWorld. And people are like, Oh, I love sharks. This book's not true. (laughs) Time to sit down with some true shark facts. (laughs) Hey. Um, uh, Nine out of ten shark attacks take place in water. But of the 10% that take place out of water... The co- most common scenarios are sharks coming up out of the loo, 
people falling out of bed during shark nightmares, and people being crushed by stuffed sharks in museums. <laughs> David O'Doherty, you're a certified delight. Excuse me, I'm a sharkiologist. <laughs> do you want to play a song? I'll do a song if you I need. would love for you to play a I song. Yeah, sure. And then you can be you can be the co-host for the whole show. Um, I will play any song. Do you want to do you have a song that you want me to play uh, of mine or any artist? Do you remember ever any artist? Do you remember Quite Short Legs? Yes. I'd like to play a song now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I have quite short legs. They're shorter than you'd think. They start quite low down. And then it's the ground. I'm pretty tall, but it's all in the torso. It's so hard to get jeans. You don't have to roll up like the trousers of a child. We'll grow into them, but I won't. This is it. You don't know what it's like to have headphones only go up to the bottom of your ear. So you have to carry the fucking device around in your hand like you're trying to show it off. Check it out, everyone, on iPod Touch 2006. Two gig, two gig. You don't know what it's like. Do people openly laugh when they see the size of your bike and ask you if you've mugged a child? No. If anything, I've been mugged by evolution. I have quite short legs. If you drew me naked, people would say, You've done that wrong. They're not supposed to be like that. If anyone had legs that short, they'd be a panda or an Ewok. But I'm not, I'm a man. Maybe one day I'll meet the person with the legs that I should have got. And a tiny, tiny torso at the top. And for a moment we'll embrace face to face, not waist to waist. And we'll be two perfectly proportioned people jumbled up. I have quite short legs. But I know I'm not alone There are millions of us Some even in this room I tell you all to stand up now But no one would really notice It's not normal That's what the guy in the Levi's shop actually said When I asked for a 36 waist 31 inside leg eh, No, that's No, that's not a thing No, no that, Oh really, my friend? What is normal? Define normal for me in 2015 he said it's a term from mathematics. It means the norm across society. You have incredibly short legs. Just remember this. Long-legged people, short-legged people. We're just people. And we all go through this life together. Just some of us, our legs are moving a lot faster than others. Like a dog beside a horse. <laughs> or a dog beside a much, much smaller dog. I was the only one in my class in school who couldn't do the hurdles. My balls would just clang off the wooden bits. Oh, you laugh at that. <laughs> I'd like to see your faces on the long-haul flight from Dublin to Texas. 
You know, I'll be like, I'm dying here. And I'm like, ha, 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 With my tiny, weeny Ewok legs inside the sort of magazine netting on the back of the seat in front. Like a kind of a hammock. Thank you. David O'Doherty. David O'Doherty. David O'Doherty, will you stay right here and be the be the co-host for the whole show? You're such a delight. I'd love to. And then we're going to go to work with that guy in the audience for an hour and 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> uh, would you bring this person up, this third name there? Um, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to her to the... St- oh, fuck. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it's, a, it's Emily, right? Yeah. Cool. Lady, it's a, I did a show with her. I've just met her uh, recently, and she's so funny. It's uh, uh, welcome to the podcast, Emily Heller. <laughs> Emily! Hi, Emily Heller! Is, it, is this doing anything? Okay. Yeah. Hi. How are you? 45% of the podcast has been about microphones. Hell yeah. How are you feeling? I feel, I mean, if I'm, do you want an honest answer? Oh. Yeah. I told Kate backstage I feel like I have to poop a knife right now. <laughs> but. <laughs> is it a I butter like knife? I, I should have just given the not honest answer. <laughs> I already regret is that. that like an, is that an American expression? No, I'm just I'm just really creative. <laughs> but um, sorry, is that due to uh, eat maybe something you've eaten, or is it just did the, you eat a knife? Uh, <laughs> oh fuck! You know what? That's totally what it is. <laughs> that is absolutely what it is. You got to try the barbecue and the knives. I'm not. I don't know why. I'm, it might be because I've walked more in the last four days than I have in the last year combined, <laughs> or it might be because I got an IUD a month ago. IUD. Oh, that's the well, one that goes... Are you guys mad there. about me getting it? Uh, yeah, you're just like, oh, fuck, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, IUD, it takes a while. It's, it's not comfortable, right? That is a birth control it's a Yeah, it's supposed to eventually... You're not supposed to feel it anymore. I got the hormonal kind, not the copper kind, but yeah, it's a Why thing. did you choose hormonal over copper? Um... I'm actually curious. Yeah, well, the copper one is supposed to make your periods worse, and the hormonal one is make, supposed to make your periods, like, go away for years. Yeah, but don't you want, like, if I had something that was like, every once in a while we just got to get some stuff out, I'd be like, yeah, you should do that. (laughs) Wait, I don't understand what you said. I was talking to a vagina just then. The vagina's like, hey, we're cool for the most part, but every once in a while I'm just going to, like, let some stuff go. Yeah, And you're like, stop it. But the hormonal thing stops it from even building up the stuff that it gets rid of. The lining of yeah, your it, it stops building it up of your yeah. What so did it, I say? it so it doesn't it doesn't need to it. So, so yeah. is it a one uh, shot thing that lasts you for a, how long? Do you get out of one? I think I get like five years out of this one. Wow, well, that is yeah. a big commitment. Then that's like Stalin. <laughs> I mean, that is what the nurse said when she put it in. She was like, "You're basically Stalin." <laughs> um, Stalin pregnancy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 we'll just end now. I don't know why I brought this up. No, I, I love just, this talk. Okay. My, my, uh, she wouldn't mind. Valerie has a IUD as well, but she did the copper kind, the magic kind. Yeah. I, I should was, ask her if her periods are worse. I, 
I used to be the kind of person who was like, I don't want hormones in my body. But then my friend was like, Emily, you're 29 years old and you haven't been pregnant yet. Your body's probably like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I was supposed to have gotten pregnant 15 years ago. You know, so like it's good to have some pregnancy hormones in your body at some point. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. So that, um, that you've completely turned me on hormones in little things that you Oh, yeah, go... absolutely. I mean, like, my, my best friend uh, got her master's in women's health nursing and just immediately was like, you need to go on birth control right now. It prevents all kinds of cancer. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I was on the pill for a few years, and I just decided to get an IUD, and uh, it feels like I have to poop a knife. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I've never, I've never, I haven't had a period yet, but yeah. the closest I've ever come was once. Please I was, text. I'll, I'll yeah. be so relieved. <laughs> Have the girls in your school been making fun of you about it? <laughs> the the uh, no boobies yet either. The um, no, I, I was seeing a lady in America when I was twenty one, and her father went on holidays, and so me and. We used to sleep in separate bedrooms when he was there. And so we ran... When he left at 8 in the morning, we went into his bed to... You didn't go into either of the bedrooms you were already sleeping in? They were single beds. Oh, okay. And we wanted to do it! Yeah! Yeah, Get our diddle on. Uh (laughs) You start with a fiddle, then you get the diddle. Uh, Yeah. It's a callback. (laughs) And so... This is this is long winded now, but there's no way out at this point. So uh, we we were fully doing it, FDI. Uh-huh. Uh, the, if you have an IUD, you can FDI. Yeah. And the door, uh, the front door opened, and it was the dad had forgotten something, and he'd driven back, and so she sprinted out and made it back to one of the bedrooms, and I sprinted into his bathroom and caught on the latch of the door. I still have uh, about a, a four-inch scar on my butt. On your, on your uh, butt? On the, on the metal steel latch of his bathroom door. And I'm in his bathroom bleeding to death. Uh-huh. Uh, and also I have no health insurance in America, so I'm, I'm scared of yeah. your healthcare system and tipping. And I, I, I just, I'm scared of those two things. Yeah. And so the, the only thing I can find is uh, sanitary towels. Oh, like a maxi pad? Yeah. And yeah. I, because it's the, it's too big it's for the, a plaster. Yeah. And so I stick it to myself and then I stick another three holding it in position. And did you, did you feel fresh? <laughs> did your dad come in and go, congratulations, you're a man? <laughs> What I'm saying is, I know what it's like to have a period, though. Yeah, it's like that every month. It's just exactly like that. Now imagine going to math class. I mean... <laughs> it does seem like a pretty pretty big catch-22. It's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. We shouldn't have to do it. That's why the pill and like other things that we can get rid of it, and we should. Don't, don't do it. You can opt out. You can take the pill continuously. I should not be giving medical advice. I feel like this is like le- legally kind of really sketchy territory that I'm wandering into. It certainly do. Do you see in your lifetime uh, that the, the societal reaction to periods is sort of improved, even in in our tender years? I seem to think that remember that it was always we always talked about it in my family. But yeah. a lot of other people did like it's just ew. I can't, they don't like this, that anymore. I can't tell if it's improved or just like as my life has gone on, like I have self selected friends who like talking about gross shit. 
Because, like, I've never had, like, hang-ups about talking about any of this stuff, but I definitely notice other people do, and I don't know where it comes from. Like, I notice it, and then, but then, like, I just have miraculously ended up with a bunch of friends who just aren't grossed out by anything. Because I think everyone else leaves. <laughs> yeah, they hit the bricks. Yeah, they hit the bricks because I don't stop farting. <laughs> it's definitely a good shortcut to intimacy. Is to There's two things I find. I uh, curse a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I do that too. It's, it's, so when you meet someone, you go like, I am fucking not pleased to meet you. Only joking. <laughs> Will we be friends? Or Aren't periods weird? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how you know. Yeah, you just say, hello, how are you doing? I feel like I'm about to poop a knife. And then people decide if they're in or out right then. Like if you had an OkCupid profile, you could just say, Emily Heller has to poop a knife. Yeah. (laughs) And if he's not on board, it's like, you should know now. That's what you're dealing with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I like being very honest about it. Does the sharpness of the knife imply the urgency of the need to poop? Or do you feel like you have a sense of its shape? That's um, a beautiful I, quote. I'm gonna, <laughs> like, that's like the pull quote for this whole podcast. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit right now, it's not a perfect metaphor. Like, I, see. I I don't want to... We're going to find some holes in it at it, some point. Yeah. Because like, I don't... I mean, I'm sure if I actually had to poop a knife, I wouldn't be on stage right now talking. I'd be at the hospital. But uh, I, didn't, I didn't mean so, to yeah. fact check your uh, bit. Yeah, it's like they don't make it knives out of like, diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> Would you tell, we were talking about uh, little traditions in families, and you were talking, will you tell that story to these fine people <laughs> about your friend that always tries to get you to say oh, yeah. a specific thing? My friend, I, well, we were talking backstage about like, you know, like tricking people into say shit. We have like a really dumb one in my family, which is like, you'd be like, oh my God, you will not believe who I saw on the street the other day. And someone will be like, who? And you say, the man with the beard. And I, that's just the whole thing is like, <laughs> you're like, ha ha, fuck you. I said the man with the beard to you. Um, but, <laughs> Ungettable. <laughs> yeah. Ungettable. When you get married, you're going to have to be like, there's this fucking thing. It doesn't make yeah. sense. <laughs> just laugh. Yeah. I think it's about like a specific guy, but I don't know. But, um, but my friend, I had a friend in college named Amitai who, who I have talked about him on other podcasts. Um, he would do like the most elaborate D's nuts jokes you've ever heard in your whole life. Like where you would have a whole conversation with him where I'd be like, Hey man, how's it going? And he'd be like, Oh, it's good. You know, I'm just fucking hanging in there, you know, uh, just working and stuff. Oh yeah. How's work going? <laughs> oh, you know, it's good. You know, like, I mean, I've been working there for a couple years now and they keep bringing in new people and every so often there's someone that you just don't like, Oh, is there someone, is there someone there now? It's like, yeah, this new guy, his name's Gobalandi's. Gobalandi's. Yeah, Gobalandi's nuts. I'd be like, man, I was genuinely curious how your work was going. I thought we were just having like a friendly conversation. You were five questions yeah. in. Yeah. How did he How did, how did he, he know? That? He's like one of those magicians who does like cold readings, like a psychic, but it's just to get you to ah. say these nuts. It's like if Jonathan Edwards used his powers for yeah. evil. Yeah, or good, depending. I feel like he's currently using it for evil and that would be a better use for it no he's real (laughs) do you believe in any of that stuff do you believe in psychics and stuff um 
I think I used to be more open to it than I am now, uh, which is, is, I don't know if that's sad or not. Um, I used to be a little bit more open to it, but uh, I don't, I don't believe in any of it. I grew up like, with enough, my, like everyone in my family kind of believes in that stuff too. You come to from a family? I come from a very hippie family, yeah. There's turquoise jewelry. Yeah, <laughs> there's know? like multiple people in my family have like ohm symbol tattoos. Oh, really? Shit. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I, li- I definitely see the value in being like, ooh, fucking the world is so cool. Um, but I don't think psychics are real. I've definitely been like, I, I got real deep into Long Island Medium and I would defend it for a while. I was like, this shit is real. And then my, I talked to my aunt. She was like, I know someone who's her cousin. And I was like, is she real? And she was like, she's real. And I was like, that's enough for me. Uh, <laughs> But so you want to believe in Long Island medium? I do. I want to believe in some kind of like quantum mechanical explanation for some of that shit. But like, it's a fucking TV show. Of course, it's fake. All that shit's fake. I don't know. You so, believe in it? Do you who believe, me? Do you believe in psychics? Yeah, you do. Probably. Yeah. What? It, well, okay. Like right now? Yeah. You're right now? Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow maybe. Tomorrow? Not. Well, if I talk to somebody, they might talk me out of it. I'm not like set in stone about it. I just feel like I, uh, yeah, I, I feel like it's, it, it's one of those things where, like, I want to believe in it, and then if someone holds that belief up to the light at all, it just sort of crumbles into dust, you know yeah. what I mean? Where they're like, but how do you think? I don't know. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah no, I know what you mean. The times that I've seen a psychic, though, it's, it's always, like, I want it to be real, so I really yeah. want it to work. Confirmation and... bias is a very real thing. Well, it's my middle name. Yeah. <laughs> And when I'm talking to a psychic, I get really disappointed when they're like, I, you have a, uh, I, I actually saw one recently because we yeah. were drunk in New York and she was like, <laughs> you have a sister? And I was like, no. And she goes, you have a friend that's like a sister? Yeah. And I was like, fuck uh, this, man. Yeah, no. You're not one of the real ones. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the, and that's the hope. Here's what I used to hope for. Here's what I used to hope for. I was like, okay, everyone who says they're a psychic, they're probably not, but some of them might be accessing some kind of power that they maybe don't understand, that they don't know how to perfectly wield, yep. that occasionally has some kind of precision because of like a wormhole in like the space-time continuum. <laughs> but that's no, let's super stick- not true. That's like for sure not true. Come on. <laughs> that was great. That's true. That was perfect. I wish I had I said that. Even, I didn't even say that in a convincing tone of voice. I, I know, but it. I loved it. I really want that to be accurate. I talked to, I've said this on the podcast many times. I talked to a psychic that said, uh, I was like, I want to talk about relationships. And she goes, who's Boogie? And that was what I called my girlfriend at the time. Really? I thought that, that was her first question. She said, who's Boogie? Yeah. And it wasn't even something, we don't write, hey, Boogie, on Facebook. I don't do that shit. Yeah. So you couldn't have even Googled me, even though I was just calling away. It was over the yeah. phone. I mean, I had, I had like one experience with like a psychic where like I did like an email thing and like, I mean, obviously there were things about it that were wrong, but the things that were right just like blew my mind. Where like her description of me, I was like, that's totally me and not anyone else I know. And then she was like, you have a close female friend and the worst thing in the world is about to happen to her and she's about, and she's going to act like she doesn't want your help. Um, but you need to help her. And I was like, ooh, I know exactly who she's talking about, but I wonder what it is. And then like two weeks later, my friend's mom got breast cancer. And I was like, oh my God! Like, I mean, really sad, but also that psychic is real. (laughs) It's a mixed bag. And her mom mom is fine. You know, everyone came through it okay, but I was like, oh shit, is this real? But I don't don't know. Ultimately, I don't don't think I can... If I'm going to believe in anything, I don't... 
It's probably not that. One of the big UK psychics, like one of the stage ones, yep. uh, was recently caught with um, because <clears throat> there was a sh- it was actually a show in Dublin, and so the psychic is on stage with an earpiece, and so her employees had been in the foyer before the gig talking to people, just like, oh my oh. god, we're so excited! What are you hoping to find out? Oh. And then went back up with that information, and then using credit card details, it came out they'd gone into people's Facebook pages and got information. Yeah. So the way they caught it was there's a uh, blacked out room at the back where her employees are feeding her information into her earpiece and she's just repeating it straight back on stage and people are having their fucking minds blown. Yeah. You like the Batman Superman preview. <laughs> yeah. Your friend just got engaged and you like that. Yeah. Let me I feel like you're you're in a relationship right now but it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Riffing bit. Riffing bit. Uh, <laughs> I think it's interesting, though. I'm noticing you take an experience where you did believe something, and then as soon as you want to file it under something with capital B, belief, you're not comfortable putting it there. I think that's interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I like, guess when I it happened, it seemed you know, profound. You, there was something that uh, I think about this a lot in terms of this shit where, like, do you know about ASMR? Which is yeah. that, like brain. So thing. many abbreviations on this fucking yeah. podcast. <laughs> Does um, that make your periods worse? <laughs> the opposite, actually. No, <laughs> ASMR is that thing where like you watch people doing stuff with their hands or whispering, and then it makes your head tingle. Yeah. Um, and I have that, and I've experienced that my whole life, and I never had an explanation for it. And occasionally, I would find myself in a situation where I was experiencing that. And I was like, oh, my God, I think I'm having a spiritual experience right now. And then when I found out that that was just a neurological phenomenon, that kind of like, I was like, oh, I wonder how many people have used this as an explanation for like something spiritual happening to them throughout history when it's actually just like a weird evolutionary holdover from like when monkeys liked when the other ones groomed each other. You know what I mean? That's interesting. Well, maybe God was whispering to you. (laughs) And painting very delicately on a canvas, like a dry canvas. Yeah. Maybe that was his message for you. Well, that was the thing. Is a big trigger for me is tarot card readings because it combines a lot of the triggers that people associate with ASMR, like hand movements, yeah. close personal I know exactly what you're talking fingers about. Fingers and shit like that. Yeah. yeah. And um, I was like, fuck, maybe tarot cards are real. It makes me feel crazy. Yeah. Um, and I love getting it. And then I, and I like... Literally was looking up, trying to look up videos of tarot card readings to try and trigger myself, and that's how I found out what ASMR was. That's really interesting. Yeah. So. When I was a, a really little kid, I remember I was probably like eight or nine, and this other kid's voice would trigger it for me, and I remember being like, "Oh, I, I might be gay. I think I'm gay." Nikki Glaser had that same this story. This kid's voice. I remember he was behind me, and he was talking, and he had a very high voice because we're all eight-year-olds. Yeah. And I remember just being like, "Just don't Shit. fucking stop talking, man. This is the best." Because yeah. it wasn't giving me. And I'm being defensive about it. Still, I wasn't aroused. No, it's I was not. like, ah, ah, it was but better. It's, but it's a sensation that engages you in. Uh, like in a parallel way to sexuality where yeah. like you get locked in the way you do when you get like turned on. It's a different feeling and it's completely non-sexual. Right. And I think if sexuality entered into it, you would snap out of the ASMR. But like 
it is it does engage you in the same sort of way where you're like fuck I just want this to keep going yeah you want it to last forever yeah where is advertise where's the coke commercial they use sex why aren't they like use coke drink drink coke <laughs> I know they it's should bubbly, it's bubbly I mean <laughs> it's so sweet they're the ASMR videos on YouTube if I was in the audience oh, yeah. I'd be laughing so much harder at that room <laughs> I would be like that was great well, like ASMR videos on YouTube have millions of views, more than any of our comedy videos combined. And like, like why are we? We should just fucking quit and do that. So, I don't yeah. know why. What's an example of an ASMR video on? I've, I'm only learning about this now. So, oh, okay. So my fa- like my personal triggers just keep are um, I like accents. Um, and Is I that like, right? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, like, there's this Welsh girl that, who used to make videos and then took them all down, and I was really upset about it. But, like, my favorite ASMR person is this British girl, and the first video that was like, oh, shit, um, is <laughs> she uh, paints your face like a tiger, um, and she, she basically talks to her webcam like it's you. So she's making eye contact with you, and she's, like, rubbing the brush on something so that it makes sounds oh, like she's painting your face. This is working now. Yeah. <laughs> Even just picturing it. It's like, and, uh, it's like a 45-minute video that I've watched 800 times. Yeah. Like, I've spent so much of my life getting my face painted like a tiger. It, <laughs> it sucks that you can't merge that with sex. Like, it sucks that it's one, your body's like one or the other, sweetheart. Yeah, I had, I had a guy, like, who, like, knew I had it try to, like, trigger me on a date one time, and it really creeped me out. Yeah. Um, that's for internet videos he just started like rubbing my hand like giving me a hand massage because I watch hand massage videos too this is awesome yeah (laughs) that's so interesting and you said I also watch hand massage videos yeah I mean that's another yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, so he starts massaging your hand I I kind of I was like oh fuck I can't do this I'm being a creep the other day I was at the airport and one guy and a guy was getting a massage in that like open air airport massage area thing and I was like express spa yeah at express spa and I was like (laughs) I could just kind of stand here and watch this and get triggered if I wanted to but I probably shouldn't like I felt guilty about it even though it's not like I'm jerking off I see that's one of the great things I think about being a woman is that like if you're standing there and you're in sweatpants and it's you're aroused everyone's like look at that guy's boner (laughs) but a woman There's no massive. You could have just been like boners a lot, and no one has known. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you could even finish. You know, have an orgasm. I knew. I've had girlfriends tell me that they have orgasms at the beach and stuff because they like hot and they're just kind of clenching. Just a thinking. I wish I could do that. If I could do that, I'd be coming all day. (laughs) (laughs) We need to bring Kate out. You're so great. Clap for Emily Heller, who's going to stay. I want to keep. I want to keep talking about yeah. this. Oh, I've been. I've been trying to get Kate to make an ASMR video for a while. I think she's she'd got be great, great at it. Would you bring out? <laughs> would you bring her out? Your next. Um, your next performer guest. She has yeah. great fingers. Um, and as a good friend of mine, please welcome Kate Berlant. Kate Berlant. Hi, Kate Brilliant. Hi. We're talking about ASMR. Am I? (laughs) Here's my Kate fact. I. uh, This is my only one. I thought you said cake fact, and I was like, "Oh, we're going on a non sequitur." (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am on the Twitters, and then someone forwarded a Twitter. I don't follow very many people on Twitter because they're just boring idiots. 
But then I someone forwarded one of Kate's something that she'd said, and I was like, "Well, that's interesting. I'll look at that person's page, and then oh, I'll follow her." Next of all, I go around the back. Oh my God, it's her! No. Imagine if all 271 people I follow are all around there. <laughs> you followed her today and then you walked in? No, about a week and a half. No, maybe two weeks months, ago. Months, I'd say months. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say two months, yeah. <laughs> so, Thanks yeah. again for the follow. Uh, <laughs> follow I me. find everything Gabe Berlin does to be funny, so it's going to be a loud part of the show. Oh my God. Do you have any weird... She watches hand massage videos. Are you... <laughs> I'm just from me. kidding. You guys, we're very close. <laughs> I. Uh, what Do you have any like weird uh, things that you enjoy that you feel like no one else enjoys? No. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing triggers me. <laughs> um, just joy, family, friends. <laughs> uh, fear, terror, gets me buttered up. Yeah, terror. <laughs> terror <laughs> Aren't you no. isn't, what? isn't that something you do enjoy and like isn't that one of your things embracing terror? creatively <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I uh yeah I have I have merch hey <laughs> and those listening at home um <laughs> well it says embrace terror pointing to the microphone <laughs> yeah. That's where they are. <laughs> no, people don't know this, but actually, yeah. It's a delicate spiral. Um, a lot of good yeah. mic riffs. You know. <laughs> I, uh, well, I used to write, I, had, I wrote down in my notebook once, sorry, I'm an artist, sorry. Um, <laughs> I wrote down Embrace Terror once because just, you know, it gets scary and you just have to walk through the door of pain. That's the only way you can, you know, get out. And I was like, that's catchy. Then I put it on bracelets. <laughs> so just in case anyone at home was like, how do I become a creative? Just do that. Yeah. Just 24hourwristbands.com. <laughs> they're made in China. And um, so they're cheap. So it's upsetting, very upsetting labor practices, surely. But uh, they're cheap. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what is it that you... Uh, I'm trying to think of one for myself. I can't really think of one right now. Is there anything that is like, this is Kate's thing. Nobody else seems to enjoy um, oh, I'm not comfortable saying. <laughs> I, will say. I mean, yeah, mean I'm not going to like reveal myself on like a podcast, you know? <laughs> I'm trying to, uh, God, no. Here's no. the thing though. I feel like the implication is that other people don't enjoy ASMR, but millions of YouTube viewers. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. It's just me a million times. <laughs> I've, I've watched those. <laughs> You've I've watched those a little bit, and they are. I mean, I know it's like it's not sexual, but the videos are so. It's always like I'll be like, "Hey, well, that's like, a- she's like, it's so like There's, pornographic." That's just like a vanity thing yeah. too. It's like those are the things that take me out of the video. If I feel like yeah. someone's angling their cleavage at me, I click away from it. Right, right. Okay. And I like I, I can't have the watch- other policy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't watch men. I can't watch the one the men the ones that men do because it does feel too flirty. But with women, I don't feel that. Interesting. Yeah, and a lot of the men that I've talked to watch videos of men. Really? Mm. We're like, yeah, straight men. Yeah. I mean, I watch, I, I love watching, uh, th- this sounds like I'm, I'm making a joke, but I watch, I love watching bicycle repair videos. <laughs> like, oh. I, get, I get something, fr- I think it's the fact yeah. that the body is so complicated with all of its stupid chemicals yeah. and parts, but a bicycle, you can, you, yeah. problem. Yeah. It's the wheel. It can be, 
it can be quantifiably repaired. Yeah. And that's like, I want to live in a world where you can actually fix everything. Yeah, I think that's it. It's like living in that space (laughs) where like, oh yeah, if I can fix this, I can fix all my problems. See, like I always think, I never want to be a doctor because whenever I was ill, I'd go to the doctor and they shine a torch in your ear and they say you'll be fine in two weeks. But then I'd go to the physio and there were times when I went with, because he used to play sports a lot, and I'd have like a swollen dead leg, and the physio would just push all the blood out of it, and you would have limped in, and you jog out. You know, and that's uh-huh. what I want. That's yeah. a job that I want. A physio? A physiotherapist. Oh. I shortened it. I thought there you got bloodletting. Of, there were like a few words that you used that were not. Yeah, Do you, you guys were... not understand anything I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> when what you is, said torch. What is sports? <laughs> I pictured a creme brulee torch going oh, yeah. in here. No. We, we call them flashlights. Yeah. The, the flashlights? Flashlights. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What oh. do they call a flashlight in Ireland? Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure they're as big as they are here in Austin, <laughs> which is the home of the flashlight. Is it? Yeah, the, the, the flashlight comes from Austin, doesn't it? Willie Nelson and flashlights. <laughs> they go hand in hand. Yeah. <laughs> that was a better riff than it got. <laughs> Will, Willie, Willie, put your Willie in a flashlight. Put your Willie Nelson. I call my dick my Willie Nelson. <laughs> I like children's shows. I like sand art. Okay, okay. <laughs> Where they spill the sand and then they make uh, it into a mountain and I'm yeah. just like, there's no conflict. I love this. Yeah. yeah. I, did, I did think of, there is one thing that brings me pleasure that I think, <laughs> I, I have like a thing about stealing. Stealing? Oh. What's the best thing you've stolen? Whoa. Then she just does well, Eddie Murphy raw. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that was amazing. <laughs> I, uh, Some people I think it's like the adrenaline. It. I mean, I talk about this sometimes when I stand up, but um, this feeling I have of like women should be allowed to steal cosmetics. Like I kind of believe that. Um, uh, really? Yeah, from like from like major companies because it's know. fucking robbery. Yeah, how it's much like they you're force born, us to use it and then charge us. Yeah, of out course. The ears. Companies benefiting off of my objectification stand up. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so I do believe that it is my right to just be like, I want sixty dollar eye cream. For free, you know. It's, um, Do you because of, because of what Emily said? They they make a world where it's expected that you use it, and so they're kind of fucking yeah, you. Yeah, kind then... of is this like ultimate economy that you're sort of forced into. Yeah, if you, like of course, if you choose to participate, but in many ways you just can't. You know, it's inescapable. Yeah, I, I feel like <laughs> I the mask. I would. There were like years when I didn't wear makeup, but I do notice people are nicer to me when I wear it. Yeah, it's hard to like, get a job, so, if you and don't have I'm any nicer on. to people when they wear it. I, I know that. Yeah. It's like internalized. It's like when Malcolm Gladwell took the racism test. I don't know if you know that. No. It's like you'll see these images and you have to as- associate either positive or negative. Yeah. yeah. And then like they start any like split second uh, hesitation. It would show like a black person being nice and you'd, you'd still hesitate to push positive. No. I'm talking like really yeah. micro Unconscious seconds. bias is like and super, was, super real. Exactly. It was like, I think I'm a self because he's, I believe he's half black. He's like, I, ha- I hate bl- myself. Like what is going on here? So you're saying you think makeup is stupid, but you still, when you see a woman wearing it, you still favor oh that woman. I have like positive feelings. Yeah. I didn't know. That. I went to Portland recently and the woman checking me in at the hotel was wearing no makeup. Uh, kind of a, a very Portland thing and I couldn't put my finger on it but I was like something's afoot you know what I mean yeah. I, did, <laughs> I didn't I, I'm, I'm not saying that's good or bad but I, I'm with you in the avalanche it's complicated because I, I, I wear makeup but I don't put it on I'm not like 
<laughs> it's like I enjoy, you know, theatricality. Um, no, but I like, you know, I enjoy lipstick. If it, I felt if it crushed me every time I put it on, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, same here. Because I'm a punk. But, but does, it, think- does it make you feel good? It makes me feel good. There, I said it. I said it. Uh, no, I do enjoy. I do enjoy it to an extent, but I also am aware of like there is something kind of brutal about it, or uh, just yeah, the way the we're, we're socialized it, into it, yeah. and the yeah. paying for it. Yeah, right. Stand up. But okay. yeah, it is. I, it is expensive. I think truly. the closest I can get is like razors. Like I kind yeah. of feel like I should yeah. be able to steal razors. But also, yeah. women are women are charged more for the same razors yeah. that men buy because really? of the colors. Because they're pink. And, Just yeah, because yeah. they're pink. Really? Yeah. Like, and the handle is like a little bit different. Yeah. But yeah. Our, our razors are like for basically the the same razor by the same company, just in a different color, is like generally one or two dollars more for us. It's yeah. what I like about having a beard because I don't always have a beard, but I have a bit be- like it's yeah. it's just putting barbed wire up on your face. <laughs> I'm going just I don't care. Yeah. Shut yeah. up. And it's uh, I don't know people then weirdly get the horn. Uh, another expression. Get, get the horn. Be uh, horny. I don't know. Uh, from oh, is that what the, that means? When you want to take out your Willie Nelson. Is, yeah. is, does that mean being horny? Because I love that so much. Get, yeah. yeah. Get the horn. But I, the problem is I say it now. Ooh, I have the horn for a tangerine. You know, uh, and because you want to fuck a tangerine. No, because I want to eat one with my butt. The, um, the but that's yeah. So so that's I, I'm definitely. I know I'm very lucky that like the, your laziness is like sexy in society now. Yeah, yeah. there's no lady equivalent to, unless you like just brushed all your hair across your face or something. Yeah, you know, well, the, I mean, like I I I said I've said this before. I feel like the trade off should be like if beards are gonna stay popular. Like we should have like a big trend in like women's armpit hair or something. Yeah. Like some kind of we should get some kind of like sexy laziness. Bush. Yeah. Yeah. Bring back the bush. Yeah. <laughs> Equal pay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But equal pay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you need equal pay to afford the racers. Yeah. They cost more. But I steal. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Back to the point. No, but I think that it does give me an exhilaration. And it's honestly, I brought it up in therapy. I'm like, this is bad because it is kind of like an addict. I do it again. Do you big steal businesses only? Rarely. Um, but I find that, and I also sometimes like I go to Whole Foods a lot. It's like my greatest extravagance. Yeah. Is like going to Whole Foods. <sighs> Very humble. And <laughs> I sometimes will take something because I'm like, I just earned this. Like, it's a discount. Yeah, That's I mean, so interesting. Like, Why, like, how did you earn it? By spending 250 a bunch on kale. You know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just, so, for example, like, I woke up in the middle of the night. Sometimes if I wake up stressful, like, stressed out in the night, I'll just research superfoods. And, um, yes. and I got into this thing where I was like, matcha tea, matcha green tea. If I buy that, everything will be up for me, you know? And so the next day I went to Whole Foods and it was like $35 and I was like, I'm checking it. <laughs> it actually makes me terrified. What if they track my... They have to have a term for the type of shoplifter that you are. Well, I recently light... was talking about stealing from Sephora to show in San Francisco and a woman was like, I work at Sephora corporate. And Ooh. she loved it. And she was like, I just recently was doing the numbers, 2% of our customer shoplift. And I was like, so I'm factored in. It's fine. <laughs> 2% I'm of her customer shop, of Sephora? Am I saying They right? take a little something. My proudest moment, and this is, you can do this at home or in your local businesses. Um, <laughs> what, 
recently I was at Sephora and I was like looking at stuff and someone was like, can I help you? I was like, yeah, which colors for me or whatever. And then I just, as I was talking to the sales associate, put something in my pocket because no one's, that's when they're least expecting it. Oh, wow. My heart, like heart. Well, now they're going to expect it. Dizzy as it happens. And it's a high. I used to steal from. (laughs) You're like Marie on Breaking Bad. (laughs) You're just doing it. So Hank will notice you. (laughs) Well, I haven't seen it yet. I'm saving it. Oh, that's a well, really that's negligible the, spoiler. That's the biggest plot point in the whole series. <laughs> it's kind of about meth, but really, a woman in really purple steals this, a yeah. spoon. <laughs> <laughs> I used to steal from, I used to work at Long's Drugs, and I used to just steal from there all the time, because I was like, they're stealing my life. Yes. With all the hours that I'm working here. We, uh, when I uh, worked at Bennigan's, I used to run coupons that weren't given to me. You know what I mean? You'd stockpile oh. coupons, and yeah. you'd be, and I did it. Mostly out of boredom. It wasn't for the money. It was like, fuck you, Bannigans. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're out of business. So (laughs) it totally worked. I used to steal, I stole some maps from my high school, like the big pull down maps. Um, That's amazing. And I decorated my high school bedroom with them. I had the world up. It was gorgeous. Was it, did you go to a public high school? No. I went to an odd girls school. Okay. It, I, so that's, I was, that's better I was than that's better than stealing from a public high school because yeah. that would be right. Right, that would course. be worse. Yeah, yeah. I used to. Oh, I was uh, we're almost out of time. One, Is TJ here. One summer, I uh, worked when I was when I was nineteen. I worked in Germany in a factory, mm-hmm. uh, in a supermarket distributor factory for Kaufhalle, the German supermarket, and I used to go for a <laughs> one-hour shit. Every day, because you were paid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I would take a Snickers bar and a can of And then of you'd Coke leave one. <laughs> and a, and a, hard, like a German newspaper that I didn't understand. And for an hour, I would just decadently go through the newspaper. <laughs> and it was the yes. best time ever. And it was like, $10, thank you. <laughs> when I was a Puritan, I, I dressed up as a re- reenactor. I used to, we had to hand out flyers on the street, and I would often take 20-minute shits. I can't, Kate, I, I could talk to you forever. We need to bring out the last guest for like five minutes. I, no, I understand. Would you do it? Yes. It's... Your next guest is here. <laughs> He's very tall. You love him. He's great. TJ Miller, everyone. Yeah! Did that really just yeah. work out? Did that really work out? I just got here. Hi. Hi, Hi TJ. Hi. Hi, TJ. We were drinking the tiniest little, very small bottles of alcohol last night. I felt like quite the miniature host. I had (laughs) all these guys up to the room, and I gave them my little mini bar. So I bought you a $12 shot of Jack Daniels. I brought you a half of a sandwich from Potbellies. Thanks, man. Because I figure you probably haven't eaten much today because you've been so stressed about the show. (laughs) 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 Forever. And then he left. <laughs> TJ, I can't. I, I hate that we have to wrap the show up. So, like, let's hit it, hit it, and quit it. You know what I mean? What's going on? Let's do it. I think you were just in Dubai. You can talk about that. I was in Dubai. Um, it's run, don't. You know how they have that expression, "run, don't walk" to yeah. go to that movie. Yeah. Dubai is like lay down, prostrate, don't move to go to Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> 
it is absolutely horrifying. Just the outward expression of female oppression. The wealth is insane. It's Rolls Royces and Bentleys. And then all the people that are building these buildings are constantly going up newer and newer, more taller, higher, are all done by these workers that are Pakistani, Sri Lankan, uh, and Indian, and they come over and the com- they work for a company, which their construction workers takes their papers so they can't leave, and they get paid six dollars a day. And in Dubai, it's roughly the same as in terms of how much you have to pay. So it would be like making six dollars a day in the United States. It's really bad. It's weird. You can't talk negatively about the sheikh. The, like the the king of Dubai in public, or they can arrest you. <gasps> and I had to have a conversation with the tour guide who he goes, oh, so sad. He's like, yeah, you know, you don't want to be drunk in public. They, they, you know, they'll arrest you, make problems for you. And I was like, what do you mean make problems for you? And they're like, you know, like, uh, you know, they'll beat you up. And I was like, they just beat you up? And he's like, yeah. I was like, you know, in the United States, they can't do that until they proved you've done something wrong. And he goes, but they know you were drinking. So why, they don't, they don't beat you? He said that. And I was like, no. He's like, but if you're making trouble and they arrest you, they don't beat you. I'm like, no, you're innocent until proven guilty. And I swear to God, he goes, huh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, he goes, then they beat you? <laughs> Somehow you get beaten, right? When does the beating happen? You told me you, you knew a friend of a friend that got uh, arrested for drinking in public. Yeah. As you open a beer. Speaking of, yeah. The, a guy that I worked on Deadpool with, his friend got arrested and they electrocuted his balls. <gasps> they were drunk and fighting in public and they just took him back and like just electrocuted him with wires and one of the places that they went for was his balls. Oh my God. I take Yikes. back all my complaints about pooping the knife. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I mean, look, everywhere. And then see, they're so prosperous. Okay, so Kate's uh, good friend lives there because her husband is in solar power. He's one of those guys that, like, went to college when he was 15. You know, he's a very, very smart guy at the forefront of solar energy. And he's there because they have more resources. This sheik, this king, is trying to spend as much money as he can making the city bigger, tourist destination, worldwide power, you know, at the forefront of clean energy, new energy. He's, he's really taking all the money as he exploits the workers in indentured servitude and just throwing it towards, like, a campaign for how cool Dubai is worldwide. And it's, it's just it's the bizarrest situation where my buddy, Matt, Jen's husband... You know, we were talking, having whiskey, which is illegal, but he's able to find it because if you're American, you can get a license unless you say you're Jewish. Let that sink in. Um, Yeah, it's crazy there. And we're drinking whiskey and he goes, you know, I had to tell these Kellogg's business school kids. Yeah, it's a a fully burdened electrician is $75 an hour in the United States. Here, it's $7 a day. And there's kind of this quietness. And he's like, I don't know. It's bad because... I have more resources here than I've ever had. And he's like, and this is the year for solar energy. We finally found out how to make it practical, how to make it be, you know, against electrical gas. He's like, we can do it. So I feel like I'm in this awful place where I can see a world change in energy, but I know that I am here and people are being mistreated and it's terrible. They beat their maids. That's what he said. He goes, you know, you, you can beat your maid here. What? 
<laughs> you know what? Whatever. Let's drink. Austin. <laughs> keep it weird. The um I um I've never been I've never I've never been So yeah, good idea, Pete. Let's talk about Dubai. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to get to the maids part. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about... pretty wacky there, though. Yeah. But what was Deadpool like? <laughs> I can't tell you. Go ahead, sorry. Every, um, every airport in the world has a three-letter code for it, and Dublin is D-U-B. Uh, so I tour with that shit keyboard in a special case. And I'd say 50% of the time I'm waiting at the carousel and it doesn't come. And I go over to Aer Lingus, Lost Baggage. I'm like, has it gone to Dubai again? Yes, it has. So I've never been to Dubai, but that shit keyboard has been there. You were playing it when you played it last night at the show when you were being hysterical. I do remember the key was like a little... Depressed. (laughs) It was all in a minor key. (laughs) There's some sadness that came along with it. No, I'm excited. And I don't... Thank you guys for letting me come at the end and crash the party. I wanted you to come. I have have an interesting... I have a conversation that I am going to... You know, I'm excited we're going to have a conversation after the show and really get weird... You and I? ...about our friendship, yeah. It sounds menacing. You 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 just want to catch up. It's, yeah, now it's menacing. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys ever had a fight? Have you ever had a good old fight, the two of you? You've known each other for years. Yeah. Ever been fisties? No. Ever been fisting? Has <laughs> ever been? He has uppercut. It's always my been asshole, dildos. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. We've certainly never physically fought. I don't think we've even fought. Fought. I mean, you. You killed and and ate my sister. <laughs> but I've since gone past that. that, that no, I don't think we've ever had like a fight fight. I think once or twice we may have done something where the other one's like, what the fuck, man? And it's always him and me being like, I can't believe you betrayed my trust. <laughs> but that's more of a conversation than a fight. <laughs> TJ, I don't know if I've asked you before, but maybe I have. What's the hardest time you've laughed? That's a, that's a fun, that's a lighter question than Dubai. I was beating this maid. And I thought to myself, I thought to myself, this is wrong. This is wrong. But is it any more wrong than in the United States walking by a person who's clearly on drugs and needs money and is homeless? And not only do you not give them the dollar they need and you have and don't need you don't even look them in the eye I just chuckled and continued beating this (laughs) Sri Lankan woman who has kids that still live in Sri Lanka she sends the money back so she can't spend it on herself she only goes to work and then goes to bed and then wakes up and gets beaten that's the hardest time you've ever laughed no you know what it is I was electrocuting the balls of a drunk. Now it was with uh, my friend Dan, and it was in high school, high school or middle school. It's high school, and we were talking on the phone about this idea for a video for English class. I had this English teacher who also knows about film, Mr. Madison. He's a prolific and prodigious teacher in Denver, Colorado. 
Um, but we, so we were just like coming up with these ideas and one idea made us start laughing and I don't remember what it was and it doesn't matter because what happened was he, his laughing and how hard he was laughing made me laugh. But it was that unspoken like thing between two friends laughing that's like, you're laughing too hard at this. And then that makes you laugh harder. And then, then you have those moments where you're like, we can't stop laughing. And that makes you laugh. And then you're laughing at the person. You're like, you can't stop laughing. And that makes yeah. you laugh. <laughs> We were doing that. I, I fell over. I was crying so much. And I started rocking on the floor. And he heard me do that. So he started laughing. And I guess he had to get down from his chair. He was laughing so hard. And uh, we'll get to that later. And, and so I, we're laughing. I'm rocking on the floor. And then I, I finally, I was able to get myself. I would laugh, we had laughed for like 15 minutes. I finally was able to, you know, and the calming down makes you start laughing again because you can hear your friend being like, <gasps> <laughs> all that. And then I just, with silence, it was good. I'm on the floor, the phone, it was a landline, the phone's still like on the desk. And I just hear from the receiver this very faint, like, <laughs> and I lost it and we laughed for another 30 minutes I had trouble in the morning my stomach hurt in the morning I was oh. sore that was great never I happened since never laughed I love it <laughs> would you clap for TJ Miller I hate to wrap it up we just have another show Kate Berlant oh. Emily Heller David yeah. O'Doherty you guys have to say hold on they have to say keep it crispy say keep it crispy what? say keep it crispy <laughs> Hello? Oh, okay. Thank you, Google Fiber. What did you want me to say? Keep it. Okay. Moon Tower. Keep, keep, keep Austin weird. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> keep, keep it crispy. Just repeat the sounds I'm making. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. <laughs> keep it Denver. Crispy. Yeah. <laughs> you did it to yourself. We'll have the audience say it. One, two, three. Denver, yeah! Thank you so much, everybody. We gotta go. Bye! Now leaving Nerdist.com. 